Hello everyone and welcome back to your Christadelphian library where we discuss Christadelphian books with the goal of expanding biblical knowledge and stimulating spiritual thought. This is brother Caleb Osborne bringing you episode number 18 and the book we will be reviewing today is The Education of Job by brother David Baird. Now, this book, The Education of Job, uh, was recommended to me when I was looking for resources to aid in a study of the book of Job. And once I bought it and started reading it, I was totally hooked. Um, It's been extremely helpful to me in helping me understand the book of Job. And as a lot of you probably have found, the book of Job is is really enigmatic. It's quite complicated. It's difficult. um, And it's hard to understand. But I've always been drawn to it because of the questions it tries to address, or that it does address. The questions Job addresses include the question of suffering. Why does God allow suffering? Why does God sometimes cause suffering? Why does it seem like justice isn't apparent in the world? Um, We get to look at a character in Job who is seeking God and is trying to understand God and goes through, and we have we have tens of chapters that describe this man's search to understand what God is doing in his life. And the reason why that is so powerful to us, I believe, is because that's what we're doing too. We may have different circumstances than Job had, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to understand what God is doing in, in our lives, what God wants of us, and how we can really be closer to God. And we look forward with Job to the day when we will be able to be resurrected, we'll be there with Christ, and we'll be able to see him with our own eyes, as Job says, for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God manifested in Christ. And that's really what we are longing for, isn't it? That's what we are hoping for, and that's what Job wants as well. And so hopefully as you begin to read Uh, the education of Job, or as you embark on your own study of this wonderful book, we can begin to get to know God better. You can get to know how he works with us, how he wants us to view him, and what our relationship to him should be, how it should look. And, And we can come to appreciate, as James tells us in his book, that the end of the Lord, how the Lord is full of pity and of tender mercy, So when we talk about this book, The Education of Job, um, it's a comprehensive study of the entire book of Job. It's not just a character study of Job or a story that talks about a few first principles in Job. It it presents a look at the entire book from the beginning to the end, all 42 chapters. Now, it's not quite a verse-by-verse book like the green expositors that H.P. Mansfield has that a lot of us have on our shelves. So it doesn't go through verse by verse up through the book, but it does go through chapter by chapter, section by section. Uh, the Education of Job is a very readable book. Um, it's not hard to, to follow. It's not hard to understand. He uses language that's easy for us to follow, but it's also not uh, a light read. It's not a read a book you'd want to read as you're, as you're going to sleep um, because it can be hard to follow if you don't have your Bible open. Um, it actually ended up taking me several weeks longer than I originally planned to read this book because as I was reading it, I realized, you know, I really have to get out my Bible to get the fullest benefit out of this. So I got my Bible out and I ended up um, doing a lot of Bible marking as I went along, which I don't usually do, but I really enjoyed that opportunity to to take the things that I'm learning as I'm reading and put it right into my Bible so I don't forget it. Um, 
And I would really recommend that either you read it now or whenever you want, or save it for December when we go through Job and the Daily Reading Planner. Um, because uh, I'm, I'm planning to take out the book again in Job to have with me so that as I do the readings, as I try to figure out what Bildad the Shuhite is saying in this chapter, I can, I can reread that section, look back over it, and, and get a better idea for what I'm supposed to understand from this. And that, that would be my recommendation, and I think that this book is really good for that purpose. Um, so I'm going to just uh, sort of take some sections from the introduction to this book that uh, Brother David Baird has written, um, just to sort of talk about some of the difficulties and some of the, the, his recommendations for approaching a study of the book of Job. He says, uh, the book of Job is not an easy Bible book to read or study. The challenges it presents include, number one, its size, it's 42 chapters, it's one of the longest books in the Bible, the complexities of the original Hebrew, especially the vagueness in the poetic sections, uh, which is most of the book, um, the subsequent variations, both subtle and wild amongst biblical versions and commentators, um, there's a great variety in the differences between different versions in some sections because the Hebrew is very hard to understand. So that presents obviously an obvious difficulty in trying to understand what God is saying in the book. Um, another difficulty is um, determining the correctness or otherwise of the speeches. Is what this character is saying right? Is it true? What is the tone or attitude of the speaker? Are the words perhaps indelicate but valid in the circumstances or applications? These are the questions that are quite difficult to answer. And then there's the anomalies in the prologue. Uh, for example, who or what was the Satan? Who or what were the sons of God? The, who, was, who is Yahweh that is speaking with, with Job or rather with Satan? Um, why was Job's wife kept alive when everyone else around him died? And more. And then there's the relentless ongoing nature of the dialogue in the book of Job. These speeches go on and on and on, back and forth, and it seems like they're never going to stop. It can be hard to follow. And then there's the mystery surrounding uh, Elihu, the character who comes in at the end, just before God speaks. Was he good? Was he bad? Was he in between? Did God send him? Was he acting on his own? How does he fit overall into the book? Where does he come from? Where did he go? So... Those challenges are some of the reasons why the book of Job can be hard to study. But this book does a great job of um, presenting you with uh, an outline and a format uh, to understand it better, despite those challenges. So some of the things that um, he suggests are really important as we try to look at the book. And the first one is to read the whole book. Um, don't just read scraps of it here and there as you go through the readings, but read it as a book, as one continuous story. Um, he also recommends reading different versions uh, to, uh, to get different ideas because that can help sometimes when you're stuck in a passage. Um, he also recommends that we beware the sweeping generalization, as he writes. Um, so it's easy to come at it and try to, try to make things overly simple. So, for example, you could say that Job, we're told at the beginning, is a righteous person. Therefore, everything he says is correct. Well, as he shows in the book, that's simply not true. There are many times that Job oversteps or says something wrong. Um, how about the fact that because the friends at the end of the book are condemned, that means that everything they said was wrong. Well, that's not true either. You have to go through and you have to pick and, and carefully decide by looking at what they say and comparing it with the rest of Scripture. Is what Eliphaz says here correct or is it incorrect? Um, 
and, and so on. So he talks about how you have to be careful uh, to avoid generalizations and try to look at it, look at it <clears throat> look at it with a more nuanced view. And finally, he says, make sure you don't just focus on the early chapters. It can be tempting to get into a big long discussion or study of of the Satan or of some of the the, the trickier sections at the beginning. But the but the main bulk of the book is um, that long debate in the middle of the book, and that is where the heart of the message is, and that's where we have to go to understand what God is trying to teach us by uh, including the Book of Job in in the biblical canon. So this book, uh, as we talk about it, that sort of gives you some of the idea of, of the approach that the book takes um, to this topic. And like I said earlier, it goes through chapter by chapter. So it takes each section and it sort of goes through it, through it chronologically and explains what's happening, addresses any really difficult points, um, tries to give the, the idea of what is being said, and along the way often drops little bits of, of wisdom and of exhortation that we can apply to our lives. Although primarily this book is, is expositional. It's there to tell you, uh, to try to understand what the book is saying. So for the rest of this review, I'm just going to go through a bunch of reasons uh, that I really like this book. Um, uh, sort of the things that I think uh, make this book shine as a study help and as a book to read. So the first thing is it is fair and objective. Um, Brother David writes um, with a sort of a un as unbiased a view as possible. Um, he doesn't approach a topic with preconceived ideas or just present one side of the argument. Um, he presents a fair analysis of all the issues and questions he addresses and allows you to read it and make up your mind to see if what he says lines up with scripture and with what, what we know of, of how God works. And related to that, he does a wonderful job of pulling together commentary from a whole bunch of different sources uh, and, and incorporating that into his work. So um, in, at the beginning of the book, he has a bibliography that talks that uh, lists all of the sources he uses. Um, there's 25 different translations or dictionaries and lexicons, so, so linguistic sources um, that he refers to throughout the book. Um, he uh, refers to and quotes from five different prominent Old Testament scholars, um, both on the book of Job and in, in sort of the Old Testament Hebrew in general. And he extensively refers to six different Christadelphian studies um, that have been done and that are sort of in Christadelphian libraries and, and in Christadelphian magazines. And so I really appreciate that. He's really put a lot of work and I'm sure years and years into studying this, not just studying the book, but also studying what other people have said about it. Um, and when he makes a claim or a statement, he cites his sources. He provides um, he provides. Uh, insight as to where he, he developed this, these ideas from, sometimes from different brothers or different scholars. And as a result, it, it's a great way to get an overall view of not just what he thinks, but what um, the brotherhood at large and the, uh, the experts in the subject matter have to say about the topic. So he never makes outrageous claims and then doesn't back it up. You always know where he gets his ideas from um, and he presents it in a fair way. Um, I also like that he presents uh, at the beginning of each chapter, which covers usually one to two chapters of, of the book of Job, um, 
based on you know who, how long a certain character might speak for. At the beginning of each section, he presents detailed outlines and breakdowns of, of each chapter of what each character is saying, um, which is great for Bible marking and it's great for understanding the main thrust of the section. And he spends a paragraph or two at the beginning of each section just sort of setting the scene and the overall idea of what a character is saying before he delves into the details of the argument. Um, another thing I like about this book is that he does a great job of tracing the argument uh, and the debate and the, the progression of ideas between the friends and Job. So the book highlights places where different characters will quote each other. They'll use the same Hebrew words. Um, they'll allude to previous things that have been said. And, and it was fascinating to see where sometimes one of the friends might take Job's argument and, and maybe twist it and use it against him. Or Job will take uh, take some of the words that his friends used and make a clever play on those words uh, in his response. And that really helps to sort of get the dynamics of the conversation. Because sometimes, like when I've been reading through the book of Job in, my, in the daily readings, you kind of get lost in who's saying what and why is he saying this. But he does a good job of tracing the argument and explaining why Job has been five verses talking about this thing. Well, it's because it's in response to what Bildad said. Uh, uh, in the previous chapter or three chapters ago so that he does a good job with that uh, this book also presents all the characters in a fair light we touched on this earlier but he really shows the strengths and the weaknesses of each character so uh, he exposes the errors in the theology of the three friends while pointing out where they were on the right track and, and sort of finding where they went wrong which is an important part of understanding the book um, oftentimes characters in the book of job say things that are true in one sense, but don't give the whole picture. Uh, he also does a good job of following Job on the roller coaster of emotions and arguments that he stumbles through on his way to trying to understand what is happening to him. Uh, and so he points out where Job crosses lines that he shouldn't have, but did because of his sort of extreme circumstances or because of where he was pushed to. And um, but the David, as he writes, helps us to see those areas how Job's understanding is 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 being shaped and developing where it's deficient and, and where, where he needs God to step in and show him the right way. And his take on Elihu, um, that character who comes in at the end and is kind of controversial, um, his take on Elihu is very fair. He shows how his contribution to the discussion was definitely beneficial to Job, perhaps even essential in his development, but it was not without its inaccuracies. So Elihu says some things that really aren't true or fair to Job. Um, and finally, probably the most... Yeah, exciting thing I found in reading this book didn't happen till the very end where he talks about the final four chapters where God finally speaks. Um, you know, he talks, if you will remember, um, in chapter 38, he asks Job, where were you when I created the earth? And he describes uh, all of his inanimate creation, stars, uh, the the mountains, the, the weather, all the things that God's created that you can look at. And he's trying to show Job, look, do you have any idea how I do this? Where were you when I made this? Could you control this? And then in chapter 39, he talks about his animate creation, so all the living animals he's created. And he goes through this whole sort of weird list of animals that he created and talks about, you know, do you know how you know, the wild donkey gives birth? Do you know how, you know, do you feed these animals? Are you the person who gave the horse its strength? And he goes through this whole list of animals to, to, to show Job something. And, and then he talks in chapter 41, or chapter 40 rather, about this creature called Behemoth. And then in chapter 41 about a creature called Leviathan. And I've gone through that and been sort of impressed with, with 
the grandeur of God's description, but often come away wondering, well, what was that actually about? What was God trying to say? Is it just trying to make Job feel small, stupid, and powerless? Or is there a deeper lesson being taught? Um, and I've always thought that there, there must be something deeper here, and I never really could put my finger on it. And despite doing different reading and, uh, and listening to classes, I think Brother David's explanation is, is one of the best that I've heard, certainly was the most helpful for me. Um, but I'm not going to actually tell you it because I hope that you'll actually read the book and you'll, you'll make it through to the end of the book and you'll get to earn your own discovery of, of what God is really trying to teach Job in this remarkable story. Well, that wraps up our review of The Education of Job by Brother David Baird. And once again, I would encourage you to get a hold of this book and read it, read through it carefully with your Bible in front of you. Uh, perhaps uh, in December when we go through the book of Job in our daily readings, I can promise you that it would be really helpful and really uh, enhance your understanding of the lessons God is teaching us about himself and about us and about our relationship with him uh, in this wonderful and powerful book. I encourage you to listen in again next week when Brother Jacob Osborne will be, God willing, uh, leading us through a review of the book Josiah and His Children by Brother Stephen Palmer. It's a great read, and I'm looking forward to what he has to say about that book. Thank you for listening to your Christadelphian library, and I hope that your reading is going well. God bless.